everyone, thanks for listening. My name is Kentucky Costello, and this is our Pride Month episode of the Wild East Women podcast series. Today I am interviewing Kat Stasova, and I caught up with her on a very, very rainy day in Gainesville, Florida. Hey Kat, thank you so much for being willing to uh, meet with me on my podcast series. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, would you, like, could you give us an introduction of yourself, including where you live and your profession? Sure, yeah. Um, my name's Kat, as you know. Uh, I'm 35. I live in Gainesville, Florida, and I work in information technology for the University of Florida. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so, I guess we'll get right down to it. So, what's your first memory of the outdoors? Um, it would be when I was really young, probably like around 14. Uh, so like my first memories were always in the swampy areas surrounding my home. Uh, I'd camp out as often as I could with whatever, like what little gear I had. So I'd always drag all this gear without a backpack out into like the swampy marsh area around my house and camp alone in the woods surrounded by wetlands. And, um, yeah, that was like as often as I could get out there, I would and just spend all that time there. That's awesome. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Uh, it's this little place called Bithia, Florida. It's like outside of Valrico and Brandon. Okay, awesome. Cool. I just have to ask, like, what what was it like camping in a swamp as a child? <laughs> uh, at moments, terrifying. <laughs> like, it always felt like a good idea at the time, but I would usually get petrified in my tent alone at night. <laughs> I couldn't move. <laughs> was it far away from your house or like did you grow up on a big piece of property or what was that like uh, I think it was like 10 acres roundabout okay. so like once you get out there you can't really see the house or anything couldn't call for help couldn't see the house probably couldn't run away um. <laughs> big enough to get a little bit lost if you need to yeah, exactly. That's cool. Okay, so that kind of answers my next question. I was going to ask, you know, did you grow up with a relationship to the outdoors? And it sounds like you really did. Um, were, were were there any people who were instrumental in kind of, like, helping you find, like, your love of the outdoors? Um, no, I think it was more, more just my own volition. Uh, like, my parents kind of chose to live in the middle of nowhere, and so the few devices I was left to were basically the outdoors and wilderness. So I kind of just like ran around the woods uh, haphazardly. I'm glad I didn't die, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I had a similar uh, growing up experience. Like I grew up on a farm on that bordered Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky. And so um, I basically got locked out of the house and it was like, okay, like, don't come until I call you, you know, kind of like go out into the woods, do your thing. And then it was like, as soon as I went in the back door of the house, it was like, all right, take your clothes off. We're doing a tick check and you're going straight to the bath before dinner. And like, so there's just like, yeah, it was kind of a nice way to grow up. Um, just kind of like, nope, go outside. <laughs> no more TV. Get out, get outside. Um, yeah, first exposure. what's that? The first exposure kind of, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so I know that you've done some hiking on the Florida trail. Um, have you also done any hiking on any other trails or like, do you have a relationship with the Appalachian trail or any other trails? Uh, not any strong ones, not as strong as the Florida trail. Uh, when I was maybe in my early twenties, I did like maybe one overnighter on the Appalachian. Uh, and that was like right when I was really getting to love the outdoors, but I didn't know what I was doing. So uh, it was supposed to be like a three or four day hike, but I, 
I bailed out really early. Like I phoned a friend, like, come get me. Like, this is too much. And it, it was mostly due to like a lack of proper gear and, you know, like 40 plus pounds on my back. I couldn't handle it. So yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Weight, weight in the pack is something that can ruin a good trip so quickly <laughs> for sure. Yeah, like my hips were just screaming afterwards. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So as far as the Florida trail goes, um, do you want to talk a little bit about like, I know you recently were on the Florida trail. Um, I saw on your Instagram, <laughs> um, what part of the, like how much of the Florida trail have you hiked? And is there a section that you like the best? Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think the last time I looked, we've probably, we've probably done around 150 miles of the FT and I can remember, so I can remember the section that I like the most, like as far as like what it looked like, but I can't remember exactly where that was. It's probably going to be in the Ocala National Forest area because that's where we spent most of our time so far. Um, but like all of it has its own beauty. Like it, the environmental changes from even mile to mile are just amazing. Like if you're really looking, like sometimes when you're wandering, it can all look the same, but it it really does change a lot. It's so true. Like so, I went I went to school for natural resources conservation at UF actually, and in in like for like every foot of elevation change it could be like a completely different plant community because we don't have a ton of topography in Florida but we definitely have like these tiny little changes in elevation and um so I can imagine that on the Florida Trail you would get to see like several different communities and different plants um yeah that's awesome it kind of reminds me I think it was um again I don't remember exactly where it was but when it started to get really hilly and there was a lot of pines, not much underbrush. It reminded me of being more up north, and I thought it was just really beautiful. Um, it's kind of one of my favorite spots. Yeah, for sure. You talking about pines made me think about Morningside, <laughs> which made me think about how they do a lot of prescribed burning in their pine forest, that then right. um, all these fire-dependent wildflowers come out in, like, October, and it's just, like, this, like, absolute beautiful display of just, like, gorgeous flowers everywhere. But it smells good, too, because there's this plant called um, uh, Carfeferous, Carfeferous odoratissimus, and it's vanilla leaf. And the whole forest smells like it. Like, it's it's not just, like, beautiful to your eyes. It's, like, beautiful to your nose, too, and it smells so good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't. So I haven't been. I, sadly, I've only recently discovered the Morningside Nature Center, even though I, I live like right next to it. But oh, I've cool. only been twice. Yeah. But it, I tend to think my adventures have to be further away from home, which is not true. Like Gainesville is surrounded by beautiful nature. Um, yeah, that kind of reminds me too. There was something that we ran across that was really strange uh, that I'd never seen before. It's this fungus that grows on like some of the native plants on the Florida Trail and it looks like a flower. And I think that's the point. Like it actually, it, like for some reason it like just evolved to look like a flower. Like it even has like a little stamen and everything. And we were so befuddled because this plant doesn't flower and we had no idea it was a fungus at first. Whoa, that's yeah. really cool. What is it called? I can't remember, but I, okay. I'll look it up and I'll send it to you. Yeah, well, I want to know. That sounds really cool. It's really creepy looking. <laughs> it's really cool that it evolved to look like a flower, though. Like, wow, nature is so wild. It, yeah, it's wild. I, I, get a, I don't know what purpose that serves for the fungus, but yeah, it has some purpose. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it like doesn't get eaten by a predator because it looks like a flower or something. I don't know. Anyway, 
<laughs> so what drew you to hiking and backpacking? Um, I think originally uh, I kind of came for the technical challenge because I used to be like all my outdoor stuff used to be more like climber centric. So it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get up this mountain or, you know, climb up this rock and just kind of be the queen of it. Um, but yeah, like it started out that way, but I think I really stayed for like the beauty and nature, like sort of realizing it's not about like, you know, getting to a finish line. It's just more about being outdoors. Yeah. Like the journey, not the destination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. Um, so we kind of already talked about this, but have you ever, have you ever, I know you section hiked a little bit on the Florida trail. Have you ever through hiked a trail? No, but it's definitely kind of like loosely on my list. It's really intimidating, but <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe one day. Yeah. I, yeah. I keep thinking like, how could I take, you know, X number of months off from work and like not have to worry about student loans or anything like that for that amount of time where I could go and just literally wake up in the woods every single day for like three or four months and yeah it definitely like finances is, is, is definitely something that's holding me back but it sounds sounds so dreamy that sounds really dreamy and it's so hard to cut ties like I think we've, we've all had that opportunity in our lives and it's usually when we're really young as like lgbtq plus individuals on the trail um what are what are some ways that we can we can support each other on the trail right it's like I think for for me it's one of those things where it's like sometimes it's like a coded thing you know like like funky haircuts or like you know (laughs) or like a rainbow pin or something like that but so that's kind of like we have these like identifiers for like recognizing like someone who's like in our community right it's like so in in the in the way of like hiking like and being on the trail like and being in in the outdoors or even the outdoor industry and outdoor recreation like how can the lgbtq plus um, community support each other in um, in going outdoors especially when going outdoors sometimes can mean putting ourselves in like a vulnerable position you know like do you have any thoughts on that um yeah yeah i think i might have one um i mean that's uh... I like your point about like flag flying. Like that's really nice. Like I always feel more comfortable when I see like people around me, you know, like it can be scary sometimes when you're alone and kind of on that note, uh, I feel like a lot of us want to get out and do stuff, but we struggle with it both like as, you know, getting outdoors on an individual level. I struggle with that. Like, unless, you know, a friend is going with me, I don't feel as motivated, but in that light, you know, maybe just like, constantly putting it out there to your queer friends saying hey like i'm going to do this thing no pressure to join but if you want to join like you know you have an ally going out there or like just a like-minded person so you don't have to like worry about little things yeah for sure that's that's a good thought like i I really like the idea of um i'm not sure if you've heard of um the venture out project have you heard of them so it's interesting because uh you know I also work with REI as you know and I work for um I work in the store but I also work for REI headquarters um for an employee resource group called Outside with Pride and it is it's really cool um REI is definitely doing a lot of um a lot of stuff to try and include um uh women LGBTQ plus folks um we have a BIPOC um employee resource group and we also have one for military veterans and in my work with them, I was able to um, 
uh, host an event with um, Perry Cohen. He's a trans man who founded um, the Venture Out Project. And so the Venture Out Project is basically exactly what you were just talking about. It's like um, a bunch of queer people taking other queer people like on adventures in the woods. And I, it is so cool. Like it's so inspiring. And like they do, um, they do a lot of really good work, um, but they're not based in Florida, right? Like, I feel like Florida is like its own frontier. Like we have, (laughs) you know, we have the Florida trail, but we're so far from like the the bigger, like more popular trails, like the Appalachian trail, for instance. And so I've been considering, I've been kicking around the idea of starting a, a queer hiking group that's based in Florida, but going through the Venture Out Project. So it's sort of like part of their, kind of like a, a branch off of like what of the work that they're doing. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that queer people hiking with other queer people would make it feel safer. And I think also sometimes even like the skill sharing of like learning from someone who's like you can be really helpful. Um, in kind of breaking down that like glass ceiling of like I don't I can't go backpacking that sounds too hard or scary or you know all of these things right all of these things that we imagine that it might be right so yeah I think that's an that's an excellent suggestion um I I love that if you start that you know sign me up (laughs) awesome yeah I feel you know like a lot of the the groups both on Facebook and in person can be super intimidating. Yeah. Like I join them and like you, you look at people asking for advice and you see the answers to the questions and it's kind of like, mm, like this is a lot to take in. And also like, those aren't always the answers I need. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm going to keep you in mind though, because it's definitely something I've been like really ruminating on for like a couple of months, like since we had that event and I was like, how could I get this going in Florida? Like, I feel like there's nothing in Florida that, like we're just we're just far enough away from everything else that really Florida is like its own world, you know. So I think I think there might be there might be some support for that. Like yeah, we should we should talk more on that. Um, all right. So do you have a favorite piece of gear? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of favorite pieces of gear. I don't I don't usually take anything that I don't love or need on the trail. Uh, but if you had to twist my wrist, I would say it's my kitchen. So it's more than one piece, but maybe more specifically, I got this new little thing called a spice missile from GSI. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. uh-huh. I know exactly <laughs> what you could see me smiling. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Like, I haven't even used it once yet, but it holds six spices, and that is, like, the most important cornerstone of, like, camp cooking. Um yeah, like, outside of, you know, hunger being, like, the best spice, like, there's nothing like, you know, pushing a hard day on the trail and sitting down to a hot meal and having, like, your favorite spices along with you. So, yes. yeah, if you really boiled it down, like, I'd say my spice whistle, but my whole kitchen really is my favorite piece of gear. What else do you have in your kitchen? Uh, geez. Um, yeah, the spice whistle, I have everything you'd expect, like, stove, coffee mug. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all basic you know, spork, whatever. Yeah. What kind of yeah. stove do you have? I'm just curious. I have a Soto Windmaster. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, it's very similar to the Pocket Rocket Deluxe. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, my final question. Um, any advice for newbies hitting the trail for the first time? Uh, yeah. Uh, pack light. Don't pack minimalist. Uh, my friend and I like to say bring the mustard. Uh, it... <laughs> 
that, that's a long story that comes out of a separate incident, but it ultimately depends on what your hiking or backpacking goals are. But for me personally, my goal is to be an emphasis on being outdoors, not to log miles or to get to a finish line or a place. So bring things that make you happy and comfortable uh, that you can tolerate packing in, you know, bring the mustard. So what, what do you most value about spending time outdoors? Um, I mean, like, kind of like I said before, I love the beauty and nature and the quiet. Like, I, I don't, yeah, like the lack of pollution, like, like noise pollution, light pollution, sometimes, you know, actual trash, although there are exceptions for that, which are angering. But yeah, I, I like that. It's really therapeutic uh, to be outdoors, kind of like meditation. Yeah, I agree for sure. It definitely feels even just walking, like walking or hiking, can you can really get into a groove, which does feel like a very active meditation for sure. Yeah, and like there's really interesting little things that'll happen on the trail when it's so quiet. Like you'll notice how the sand sticks to your boots and just kind of sprinkles off onto the leaves and you know, for a good 15 feet, you're going, what is going on out here? What is that noise? And then you realize like, oh, I can actually hear sand falling. Like it's that quiet. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. Um, how can women support each other on the trail? Uh, kind of exactly what we're doing right now, like sharing our experiences. Um, our experiences as women are it's, I mean, they're unique and they're most meaningful to us. And it's our stories that will inspire future generations of women to embrace environmental education and action. And so like getting, getting that exposure and those stories from us, I think is extremely important. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your pride month. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. All right. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Thanks for listening. This concludes another episode of the Wild East Women podcast series. To find out more about the Appalachian Trail Conservancy, check out AppalachianTrail.org. To get involved with Wild East Women, please check us out on our website at www.wildeastwomen.org or on our social media at Wild East Women on Facebook and Instagram. Talk to you next time.